We're back with the Dewey Racing Series. Phase one of the reopening plan in Nova Scotia has started, and hopefully we'll get some real racing here in Nova Scotia soon. But there's Dewey staring at our competitors. This time, Ricky Rudd and the Tide rides back. Ryan Blaney, Johnny Benson, Chase Elliott, Dale Jr. We got a big wreck. The no-tooth cat Dewey crushes the number 10 car, Ricky Rudd, going for a ride in the Tide ride. Ryan Blaney's been beat up a couple of times here. The Penn's oil machine, Johnny Benson, pretty beat up last week. And again, things are just not moving here with Dewey Racing. It's more like wrestling. I thought he was done wrestling the guinea pigs. There's a big stretch. Looking to try and reach the number 12 car. Now he holds off again. Now he turns over. Oh my goodness, he hits the field. The 10 car turned around by Dewey. Now Johnny Benson gets clipped. Who else is going to take it in here? Can D Chase Elliott or Dale Jr. escape the madness? No, I think it's nap time. On with the show. Here's TCM Live. Well, it's another lockdown sort of edition of Tim's Corner Live. And there's only two of us. Tim Terry, Dylan Langell here. Uh, we lost Denver Matchett, apparently. He's busy doing stuff. Yeah, he's McWink. busy. He's busy doing stuff, so I don't know if he's going to be showing up at the end of the show. We do have a potential special guest from our crew at the end of the show. You may have to stick around to figure out who it is because we don't know if they're going to show up or not. It's We're winging it. It's Wednesday night. It's summer. It's like 25 degrees in Halifax. How did you enjoy your first day of uh, coming back to life, Dylan? I, I stayed in here. I'm, I'm, That's me too. <laughs> I'm still working from home for a little bit with my radio station job, but uh, hey, you know what? A lot of places in Halifax and Nova Scotia reopened today, which is great for small business and restaurants. Uh, the next thing, just need those dang racetracks to really reopen. But uh, with Riverside, Scotia, they are Nova Scotia. I did see Lake Dowsett is now offering testing as well. That was as of about an hour or so ago. So they are back in the swing of things as well. Uh, and obviously, New Brunswick has kind of been a little touch and go the last couple of weeks. But uh, we're hoping to see some racing this weekend. We'll get to more of that with our guests in just a few moments. But uh, first of all, we saw off the top of the show, want to send our condolences to the family of Roddy MacArthur. Uh, lost him yesterday. And you want to talk about a guy that built and promoted this sport in Sydney, in Cape Breton. Uh, kind, gentle. There's, there's no words to describe Roddy MacArthur. I got to chat with him a little bit in September at our uh, Sunday in September race. And I uh, was looking forward to calling a race or two with him this year, but uh, obviously that's not going to happen. So our thoughts and prayers are with everybody in Sydney. And uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a sudden loss, but it's, it's been one of those off seasons, Dylan, where we've lost a couple of really big names. Yeah. Especially in the announcer column with, with Cyril, with Cyril Hall and now with Roddy, um, of course, my thoughts and prayers to them too. I uh, only got to meet him the one time up in, up in Sydney and in, in September. Uh, but you know, I was reading some comments from some of the caper drivers and so many cool stories. And I think I saw a slogan that Donald Campbell wrote, uh, Roddy would say, what you saw on the speedway, don't try in the high, on your driveway or something. So uh, those cute little taglines, you know, it sticks with the race fans forever. And that will be his lasting legacy for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be one of those things. It's not going to be the same. Whoever it is, whether it's Jamie, myself, you, whoever it is on the airwaves in Sydney, it's never going to be what Roddy, Mac Roddy MacArthur was. So uh, thoughts and condolences uh, with the family. Uh, we do have a Facebook stars goal as well. We were playing with that on the weekend, Dylan. So if you want to donate and tip some stars to us, you can do so down in the comments. 
Uh, we're going to be running some things throughout the, uh, the month of June, but we're still learning this stuff as well. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, we've got a busy show upcoming. Um, so I guess as Roddy would say, and away we go, let's get to it. And let's get ready to bring in our first guest of the evening. And it is the uh, driver of the number 85 at Petty International Raceway. And a guy that used to drive an 85 at Petty International Raceway. It's Ken McKenzie Jr., Ken McKenzie Sr. We're going to do that right there, get you some audio on there, and we'll get uh, ready to have a conversation with the two boys. Can you hear us? Hit that button right there. We're good to go. Boys, can you hear us now? Yeah. Just like that singular commercial or whatever, that cell phone commercial back in the day. Boys, how have you been? How, how's the winter been for you guys? Might want to speak up just a little bit louder because I heard that stomach bit and I, I, I've been famishing too a little bit. But uh, uh, this is going to be a, a fun evening because I, when I talked to the crew and, and everybody, I said, who do we get on to talk about Petty International Raceway? And boys, I don't think there's any any Petty International Raceway show without you boys. So uh, welcome in. Are you guys ready for the weekend? I think so. Well, okay. So Kenny, you're, the driver is ready, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. So is the crew? What 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 is your title this year, senior crew chief, chef? What's the, the director of food what's what's that all the above buddy <laughs> i got a little uh i got a little of that otc or od whatever you call it if things ain't right before we put it in the trailer they ain't going so <laughs> we got uh maybe kenny can uh before the show's over take his machine over and show you our little two bay garage there's three cars hanging out of it right now so we're on the we're ready three cars who do you got in there well there's kenny sportsman and then there's Craig McPetridge's street stock that we just got the okay to run this weekend. The decals are on the bus as we speak. And this winter we helped Drew Lewis build the car because he did a lot of help for us building the room on the house. And that was a kind of a, a payback to help him build a car. So he just finished his tonight and our two cars are ready to go. So it's just go fill up gas cans now. We are live and interactive here this evening, and I'm sure Craig is going to be listening, so I'm sure he's going to be commenting throughout the evening. Me and Dylan are kind of doing double duty tonight, doing both, but uh, why did Craig have to okay it? I figured with Craig, he would have okayed that back in, like, January. Well, I got to clear something up. Uh, that car is totally Craig's car. I, it's, uh, you know, he, he had plans to run five or six times this year because, you know, it's, it's hard to go um, – for Junior to run two cars in one night. It's not as easy as it looks. Breaking points, gas points, heat, the whole deal. But uh, we spent a lot of time on it this winter. Um, if Craig, if we say we think we need something, Craig will get it. And our biggest problem last year was engine. And he put a brand new crate motor in it. We tested it, uh, changed the setup in it quite a little bit. And uh, it was actually very, very good. So we're, we're excited to see what we got. Kenny, you've done this a couple of times from the driver's seat in the street stock, in the sportsman. Uh, obviously, we saw it on Speed Weekend last year at 660. We saw it at the Mike Stevens Memorial. We've seen it at a couple of races, but maybe not necessarily back to back. I, I know that can be difficult for a driver, but how do you prepare for a weekend like this when you're doing two in one shot? 
Well, I try not to drink too much. Like the the two percent chocolate milk really knocks me out there. But uh, other than that, I just I don't know. We work our guts out all week to get the track, and we're just happy to be there, especially with all this Toyota Corolla virus going on. So, just happy to be back, and I don't know, a lot of sleep, I guess. So how do you prepare coming into this weekend? Because it's the first race of the season. Uh, Miramichi's had one, 660's had one, but for you, it's the first race of the season. You've had the testing, you've had the practice, you, you've done the eye racing thing, but you can only do that for so long. What's your, what, what are you thinking going in, you know, to that first corner after a long winter? Well, it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily what I'm thinking. It's what everybody else thinks is rough. You just I, the first couple of races, you got to be cautious. Everybody's trying to get the frost out of their rear end. Eh? So, um, other than that, I guess you just take it with uh, grieving. So the street stock, obviously, we'll talk about Craig's Craig's deal in a moment. But the sportsman car, you've had a lot of success at Petty International Raceway. This is we had a closed border race last year. Uh, obviously, it didn't end the way I know you guys wanted it to. But how is, is the feel going in, knowing you still have to compete with, you know, the Neil Crawfords and the Justin Beers and, and, and those guys, and those guys that come down from Gary? What's the what's the, the mindset going in? I guess just keep the nose clean. I mean, uh, it's going to definitely suck not having Jordan Pino and the lads from down your way up here. But, uh, you know, I think I think Petty draws the best cars in New Brunswick, wouldn't you say? Yeah. New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. And, uh, like, uh, the Oblina Strolls would be there, Neil Crawford, Justin Beers, a lot of top running cars. So we got to be on our game, right? So, and there's only really the, the three of us, four of us, I guess, Gramps is with us now. So it, uh, we got to be on our game. Last year, we saw some wild sports races up there from the first one all the way up to, you know, the Riverglade International fire extinguishers thrown, this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> and then you, you had the Mike Stevens race, which was an awesome finish at the end. And you ended up on the podium. So how do we, we go into a, a season now knowing that it's a blank sheet of paper? Do, do the race fans expect a, a race that we saw last year, or do we expect maybe a little bit of calmness over 100 laps? I mean, it's hard to say who, who touches who, really. I mean, uh, you know, there's definitely a couple of people out there that uh, probably ain't the best friends, but uh, other than that. Uh, Usually at the first of the year, the, the slate is clean. I think uh, everybody's over what happened, and uh, I think it'll be great. We are live and interactive. Be sure to drop us a comment, a question on Facebook, and we'll we'll get it to, to junior and senior. And uh, Dylan, I know you're over there, so you got to see some racing at Petty for the first time last year. What were your impressions? I loved it. It's <laughs> such a cool track. I mean, I wasn't expecting Petty to be my first track for 2020 last year, and but the way things are maybe going here might be the first one for us again in 2021. But um, just looking at the schedule for this weekend at Petty Junior, um, are you going to be running the street stock? Is that correct? You're going to be doing double duty? Yes, we will be doing double duty. So you got a gap. You got the modified race in between. What changes do you have to make mentally and I guess sort of physically to get adjusted from a street stock to a sportsman with a 75 lap feature in between? I mean, it definitely take like if, I, if we're going from one car to another, I mean, they're obviously a different drive car, but I think my biggest thing is pound some drinks to me and maybe a couple of sandwiches, buckle in there and go again. 
and this this deal being a hundred laps because this first race has changed a little bit. It was a seventy five. Now it's a hundred uh, for the sportsmen, at least for you. How does does that change anything at all? Uh, no, not so much. I mean, I like I like the longer run races. Our car, everything apparently seems to work better on the long run. So I mean, seventy five to one hundred, you're not really talking that big of a noticeable difference with anything. Just a little bit longer of a drive. And you seem to excel on those longer races too. So those are Kenny McKenzie Jr. type races, right? Not of the car. I'd just go with that. <laughs> Whatever works, right? Whatever works, right? That's right. So let's let's make the old man feel old for a little bit. Senior, when did you get your start in racing? Really? <laughs> 1987. So, okay, 87. So that, that predates me and Dylan. So congratulations on that. You're, you're the oldest guy on the, you're the oldest guy on the show. How about that? So where do you, how did you get your start? Obviously I'm sure River Glade comes into this. What was your first racing ride? Well, I'll make a long story short. My wife worked at Spencer's nursing home and she worked for a lady by the name of Shirley Lewis. Quote, Shady Lewis. He drove the powder pop for Ronnie Oblinas when Oblinas grew being sighting. So, anyway, we got talking and stuff, and I always liked cars, whatever. One New Year's Eve, we were invited out to Ronnie Oblinas' place for New Year's Eve party. Their thing back then was New Year's Eve, they'd fire cars up instead of shooting shotguns, driving donuts in the snow bank, blah, 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 blah. Great about then, Ronnie and I became very good friends. and a couple weeks later, I bought a 1973 Pontiac Mons for 200 bucks that I told Sherry it was going to be our winter car. And a week later, she came home. We, were, we lived in White Cross Village then, and stripped. And I uh, bought a roll cage for 60 bucks, and away we went. And the rest is history, right? Well, it's a lot of history, yeah. So walk us through some of those big wins, because I know you have a few of them in your back pocket. What's, what's your biggest win in your racing career? Uh, I would say having, I don't know, let me I know Sherry's cleaning the basement. She wants to throw all my trophies out. Um, any win was really, really, you know, decent. Uh, when we used to race Riverglades, like anybody that comments on Facebook about Riverglades stuff, like it was a tight little place. You didn't have to have a motor. You just had to have guts. Um, we... We were very successful there in, in, you know, all the years that we were there. And then uh, 2010, we decided to try, well, I guess the river day was closed. 2010, we decided to try Fredericton full-time because we went there in previous years and had bad luck. We went there in 10 and actually we uh, won a championship. Uh, Michael Banks and I came right down to going into the feature tied points. And, uh, he had to do what he had to do and turned me sideways and I saved it and across the line. And it was just, you know, I probably would have done the same thing, but I, I really thank Riverglade Speedway for, for showing me how to handle a race car because the guys in the, in turn three and four said they could see my right side door number. The car went around that far. So we saved it and we drove the victory. And then we went back in 11 just to see if it was a fluke and it wasn't. So, and then we wanted to try the pro stock thing. So, uh, David Blinas and I are good friends, and I bought something hanging up on the wall with cobwebs on it. We put it together. That's the 
it was cool. I, I had a lot of fun. I want to ask you about those pro stock days because you were, you know, guys like Harry Ross, White, Craig Ward, yourself, uh, you see these butchers and blank corns and all these young fellas come in and, you know, do laps and, and what have you. And now you're up here uh, doing laps. How cool was it to, to kind of relive your childhood per se with that pro stock? I can't, I can't amplify how professionally run that pro stock series was. I run what I could, I run what I could afford. The only thing in my racing career that I regret to this day was I started in the pro stock series so late. Um, I started at what, 50, 49, 50 years old. Something like that. And, uh, you know, I'd still be doing it today, but I know what uh, the older I get, things, you know, you got to keep your head in the box, and it just wasn't staying in the box. So, if this kid wants to try pro stock someday, we're going to do it before he's 50 years old. I want to ask about that in a moment, but before we kind of transition into that, uh, your name's on that River Glade International Trophy a couple of times. How big is that to have your name on that trophy? That's, I think, it's 57 years this year running. It's, it's cool to be on it. Um, I was seven laps short to winning it three times. We got an incident with a car, whatever the call was. Anyway, we went back. We didn't win that. But it's cool to be in it, on it. But it's even cooler to have your kid on with you. That, that to me, is, is really, really special. Junior, how cool is it to have your name alongside your dad? It's pretty neat. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty cool, like especially when you're looking at it, like dad mentioned David Blanus, Sean Tucker, like a lot of the big guys, the guys around here that have succeeded at the best they can around here. And I mean we were fortunate enough to click one off and beyond that fancy piece of wood. Uh, I look at it every day before I go to work and it's just like that's why I go to work. You've got a lot of big trophies. We want to talk about them in a second, but we're live and interactive. Dylan, we're doing double duty tonight since Denver's not here. What are you seeing on social media? Well, we got a couple of things up here, but I'm just wondering, uh, junior and senior, have you ever raced each other on the track? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll let him take that over. <laughs> do I do I sense a, a wreck? Uh, I raced. The car you have now, yeah. I bought from Craig. He was in another car, another sportsman car. And uh, did you win? No. That was your first win. Yeah, that was with Brady. Yeah. Brady was there. He, he beat Brady and I finished third. I did well, but I got tired. <laughs> so, wait, how long of a race was that? How long of a race was that? Under, wasn't it? So if it was like a 25 lap feature, you wouldn't have had a problem. No, I actually stretched her out for quite a while, but uh, we bought the car from Craig and we jammed a seat in it and I forgot to put a headrest in it. And my head was bouncing off the shifter there for about 20 laps. That is the, that's the prime definition of the driver falling out of the seat, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Cause I was barely in it. <laughs> Dylan, what do you got on social there? Well, Brandon Campbell's checked in. He's watching. He wrote, I still remember the time I sat on Ken's lap in the sportsman car at River Glade. He was pretty scared that we were going to go into the pond. 
So was that was that like a Kitty Ride day or something in River Glade, Ken? Uh, they used, yeah, it could have been. They used to have like uh, Pee Wee fans and stuff, and uh, they still do it around here a little bit. It was a big thing. We used to have like at River Glade, there would be a parade lap before the races. All the cars would come out, national anthem, blah blah blah, and then do your thing. And there was also the Kitty Rides, and yeah, Brandon, he's uh, he's not young anymore either. <laughs> He he's getting behind the wheel now. He's got his mini stock. He raised a Miramichi a couple weeks ago. Any any tips for a young driver like a Brandon who's getting behind the wheel for the first time? Really, my motto. I mean, uh, you can go back as far as you want to think. I didn't wreck a whole lot of stuff, but if stuff broke, you ain't gonna fit it. So just try to keep the paint clean. Junior, any vice? Junior, any vice? About uh, what he said, because, man, we hate body work. Oh, it's, it's... Well, that'll bring us to our next question here. Brent Patterson's watching. He always has this question for every driver. We got one for each of you. What's the worst wreck you've been in? So we'll go with the with the senior gentleman here, Ken. <laughs> I can give you two. One of them uh, is a little bit embarrassing, but anyway, we packed her in the fence at Riverblade one time, and uh, it was my first time wearing a crotch belt. And uh, you have to read between the lines right there, but it down my belt's real tight, and the crotch belt was there. And spent two days in the bathtub after that; wasn't good. And then there was a trip uh, we played also with Billy Somerville, and I were racing hard, and I ended up on a boot. That's all over Facebook. So, what about you, Junior? What about you, Junior? Knock on wood, we I haven't really had any major wrecks. I guess it would have to be. Last year, there was a big pileup. We got woed up, and somebody come along a few minutes later, and underneath of us, they bent a bunch of stuff, and it hurt. And then I think the, the year before, before that, anyway, we got T-boned real hard, like great driver's door. I think that had to have been the worst, because I never rolled anything in band. It was too heavy to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was, I wrote back a couple times to 660, but that was nothing. From my experience, from my experience, Junior, last year at Petty, I mean, in those sportsman races, there were so many guys from New Brunswick and Nova Scotia racing. There were some pretty bad wrecks and pretty big pileups in some of the turns, and you, you kept your car relatively clean. I mean, how did you do it pretty much? Uh, well, good well the spotter and my shot, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, it... Uh... I just you kind of got to read between the lines when a big wreck's going on. I mean, it's easier to say than do, but I just I don't know. It's just probably driving ninety percent instead of yeah, yeah. yeah. What he said. We're showing some highlights on the screen right now with Speedway Six Sixty from Speed Weekend last year. It seemed like you were able to work that car, uh, this this sportsman car, either side because the heat race you were rocking the top for a long while. And then you got down to the inside, followed, followed Lori Cormier for a bit, started making some moves. But Speed Weekend is big. You know, you get the Mike Stevens race in the Riverglade International at Petty. 660's race is Speed Weekend. So how cool was that to kind of end up on the podium at the end of that race, knowing at, at some points in, in some years that race can be longer than almost what it seems like by the laps? We never usually have any good luck when we go to 660, just wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, but like last Last year, right? Yeah. 
uh, the finish on the podium at 660 was just like another chug off the bucket list because he done it, did it in the three stock, had pretty good luck there. Uh, but in a sportsman car, I've never been able to do it. I mean, he won it two years in a row, championship. And uh, like that race there, when I popped up behind Laurie, I just let him poke the holes. I mean, Laurie's a very well talented driver. So any little bit I can watch him do, or if I can maybe manipulate him, do it myself. Like, you, you got to watch the car in front of you, what he's able to do, and maybe you're able to do a little bit good. You know what I mean? It's just kind of one of them to take it. You mentioned that street stock, and we'll come full circle now because I know you started in the Bandolero, worked your way up, and, and now that street stock period that you had, you had some huge success in that race car. Talk about those days. What do you remember most about the, the days of Parmaduke? I'm like, it's pretty hard to have a well-balanced car to, to eat, even feel a little bit of adjustment. Now, back when the street stock still had like a trunk pan in it and door handles on it, and it was a street stock. We used to have pulleys off the front of a motor for spring space in the back. And we'd scale it up, be very best. I'd go to bed. Well, Dad would get back up and he'd put another pulley underneath the back. We're taking five laps. I'd come in. Why'd you do it now? Take it out. I don't like it. It's good. And just the car and I got along so very well, it was sickening. Like it, I just, the car drove me, basically. I, I know you had the success. I think there was a triple crown at 660. You won one night. All the success at Petty International Raceway. What do you remember about big wins, big moments in that street stock? Like, like you say, Tim, and, and it, it sounds bad. Like, we've had a lot, of, a lot of success with the street stock, and it just seemed to happen so fast. Uh, like, I would honestly say, going back to one of my biggest wins, I guess, that stuck out in my mind when I first started street stock is when uh, Jason Carnahan owned the Studio of Machine. I think it was their second race. He had the spectacular 100, and I don't know how we clicked it off, but we did. Still had the Andrew Rogers paint scheme on it. So right then and there, like, it was – I never thought I'd be able to do it. And sure enough, we went to Mary and was able to do that. Uh, the International was cool. A lot of history behind the International. Uh, like I say, with the sportsman and stuff, like, it's awesome to be on it and just knowing – the history behind it, and who's on it, and why why the international is the international means a lot. Let's come full circle now. We have the the eighty five car in the shop with Dulux paints on the side of it with, with Craig McFetridge uh, backing that thing and overseeing the operation. Is there anything that you didn't get accomplished in your street stock career that you kind of told Craig, "Hey, I kind of want to scratch this off the bucket list." I'd like to do, I I guess what I would like to try and do is win both in one night. That would be cool. Uh, now, really what appealed to me is the big street stock races. Like, uh, if we could ever get over there, the one in Oyster Bay. I've never laid a lap there. Uh, good friends with the little fellow there, Mitchell Larson. Uh, him and I get along very well. I've been up to that race a couple times, watched it. The place looks like a blast, and there's a lot of rubbing racing going on there. I like that. That's cool. And that it's just a lot of the big races and Craig and I are on the same page. We want to go over the cars and we want to go over the big races and big laps. That kind of answers my next question. What do you guys have for the, for the schedule circled on the list? But I, I guess that kind of answers it, right? Yeah, that's right. 
We are live and interactive here this evening. Don't be shy. Just because Dylan is actually on the screen tonight doesn't mean you still can't ask a question. Be sure to drop it down below, question or yeah. comment, and we'll get to it. We're live and interactive here this evening. So the, the street stock question kind of out of the way. I, I want to start with the sportsman now, and we've had a lot of success. Let's start with that championship, though, in 2017, because that was the year that the tires got changed, and you guys seemed to, to really hit on something with those tires but you still had the Lori Cormier's, Luke Bourgeois. You still had that competition breathing down your neck. How cool was it to get that season-long championship? Uh, very unexpected. Uh, being the age I was, I didn't feel I had enough experience to do it. Uh, now we've been, we had like a save back for the big racks. We got T-Bone there a couple years ago real bad. And I think we might just be working it out, finding little stuff here and there. Like there's not been one piece of this car that hasn't been taken apart and ever since then we've been fairly weak on these 890 small tires and i've even heard as far as the sponsor mine uh i picked up uh, the sponsor check one night and him and his buddies were sitting around and uh he even told me a friend of his says that uh i'm washed up i don't know about you but i'm only 24 years old i'm not 50 <laughs> what does that say to the guy next door to you uh, well, no, that's not where I was going with that, but I feel like this year this year could be our turning point with this car and with these tires. Because everything this year I find the car is is sinking all together as one as as it did with the slicks. I've never had that feeling in this car before. It's very comfortable and I think I can might actually be able to get the monkey off her back and start being a decent contender again. We go to Riverside, we have some good luck. I don't know why. Does that momentum off the Mike Stevens help you any going into this season? Absolutely. Uh, like I say, we try to put, like, it's a new year. You know what I mean? New year, new track. Wayne's done a lot of work with the track. Uh, so even track surfaces go. Uh, but it's, uh, it's definitely nice to rebound on. We are faster than we was last year this time mike stevens i think we might have a good piece to work with you mentioned that one buzzword that i want to bring up again and that is riverside every time you guys come down here it seems like you hit on something what is it about riverside international speedway that you guys rise to the occasion for being a, being able to go wide open and feel I feel how demanding that track is. I don't know if it's me or if it's the car. And there's a lot of respect between drivers down there, which makes it a lot nicer because it's like uh, I raced Josh Collins pretty hard there last year. Almost, almost was. I probably could have got a third out of it if I really wanted to be a, a wiener, I guess you'd say. But at the end of the day, nobody likes body work. Everybody wants to have fun, go home in one piece so they can work on something else the next day. And that is the big show. It's the IWK 250. How cool is that to be a part of that as a driver coming in from New Brunswick and, you know, being a part of the, the big weekend in the Maritimes? I feel, I feel it's huge because I don't think there's a whole lot of many Brunswick drivers other than Brady uh, that come down. I mean, the, uh, Nova Scotia's got a lot of their own crew, but it's like Jordan Vino and Devin Smith, per se, coming up to Petty Raceway. We, New Brunswick has our own drivers. And Nova Scotia has their own driver. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. You're coming in as the underdog, I guess. 
we don't expect much. We just go and we work and we work and we work and we find feet. They're pretty happy with that. You've done the Halifax deal once before as well. Is that something that you guys would try again? I think so, yeah. Is there any other racetrack with that sportsman you might want to scratch off the bucket list? Anything you got circled, obviously, with COVID and the restrictions and whatever else, put that aside. Is there anything you kind of have circled on your bucket list that you might want to try with that sportsman car? We, uh, we bought a toter home three years ago. We actually just got it back tonight service because we were having a little engine trouble. I'm not, I mean, barring COVID, uh, Riverside is the definite. And I wouldn't mind going to Cape Breton, just because. <laughs> you, you, you sparked Dylan's interest. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, because no, no. Dave. No, we, like, we, like, we like the race, but we also need somewhere to lay down. And the Toter home has all that. So if we can go to Cape Breton, we're, gonna, we're definitely going to go. The thing, too, um, when Dave Oblinas was on the show, he raced at Sydney last year. And he said that track somewhat reminded him of Riverglade. So... Senior, you may have to go back uh, behind the wheel if you make a trip up to Cape Breton. No. <laughs> he wouldn't race it, but I'd make him take it out and practice like they did Riverside. I was going to say, I don't know how many people know about that night at Riverside when, when Senior got in the car and ripped a couple laps around. So I remember walking down Pitt Road, and I think, Kenny, you were on top of the trailer, and your car's on the racetrack, and I'm, like, I'm trying to put two and two together, and – you know, he finally gets out of the car. So, so senior, how is that going around Riverside International Speedway, albeit for just practice? Well, I, I did it way back when it had guardrails and stuff with a street stop. And uh, the first year we went, he asked me if I wanted to try it. I was like, no, I'm good. Like, it's it's his car. Even we're close, but the seat doesn't fit me, and it's just not real comfy. But anyway, um, it started to rain, so we put two front tires in. We were pulling in the trailer, and then the rain stopped, and he said, why don't you take it for a rip? And I said, you know what? I got brave enough. Let's do it. So the best part of it was when it was done, when I put it away, Brad Eddie, very good, uh, good strong runner down there. Um, he said, I don't know, I forget what he said, something effective. He couldn't catch Junior or whatever for a minute there. I said, well, that's good. I said, because it wasn't Junior. It was the old part. That was pretty, uh, coming from him, it was, a, it was almost a compliment. But that is a beautiful racetrack. We had Sean Turple on a couple of uh, episodes ago, and, and there's a couple of drivers that use that R word in retire. So yeah, would you ever entertain getting back in a race car? I know Barry Richard's watching from Miramichi too. So would you ever entertain getting back in a race car and doing a race? I might try this. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I might. <laughs> that, that's the answer I want to hear. I don't care about anybody else. And I'm sure, Junior, you want to hear that, too, because the, the, the old guy beside just quite entertaining on the racetrack. I miss seeing him on the racetrack. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah, he, he usually takes it out for practice, and he isn't too far off. I, mean, I kind of look at it as, you know what, Frank and Frazier, he's, he's getting up there in age. You know what, if he can still do it, my dad can't do it. Well, you still got a couple of years to catch Rick Cashel, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're live and interactive. We mentioned we have a couple of folks listening. Uh, uh, Barry is wondering, Junior, are you looking for that big trophy in Miramichi at the end of the year with that street stock? I think so. Uh, 
I really, really, and Barry knows it, really wanted to come last year and play. Uh, but Craig wanted to go to Shidiac off of that. So his car, I mean, hey, I ain't going to turn down and run some laps. You know what I mean? Uh, we really wanted to go. And I think this year we're going to be allowed to go. So really pumped for that. Love the Speedway Miramichi. And I just love the Miramichi in general. Have a lot of friends up there. Brady Kramer's crew. Like, we always get together. Do a lot of snowmobile with uh, Brady's crew, like Josh Geeky and all them. And uh, just love the atmosphere up there. And both weekends don't conflict now. With it, with everything they've done with the Short Track Summit and everything else, they don't conflict. So if Craig wants to go to both, you guys can do both this year. There's there's no conflict, right? No conflict, right? Absolutely. So not to put words in Craig's mouth, but I'm, I'm sure he, he's watching. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, Doug Jago is watching. Uh, uh, senior, looks like you need a cold one. I got a glass of water, buddy. It's only Wednesday. It's only... But I am on, I am on holidays. So... Oh, so how does that work if you're on holidays? Didn't quite figure that out yet. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. So you're still holding that Friday at 5 o'clock thing, right? No. <laughs> well, Tim, it's patio day no. here in Nova Scotia. The, the patio's reopened, so people are drinking beer right now. I think that's why Junior and Senior are on the patio tonight. Well, dude, I don't know if people don't know this, but he don't even drink. He's a, you, got a, you got a tea? You got a tea? Oh, that's water. No, water. The camper's right full. <laughs> Excellent. So you guys are all, besides the, the shop, you said they're all in the shop. They're all ready to go for this weekend, right? Drew's car's ready to go too? Yep, just finished her up. Kenny, Kenny can point the phone or the thing over there and show you. Okay, let's, let, let, let's try the technology, Kenny. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> it's it's live. I say that all the time too. There, I'll take it for a walk. Okay. okay. By the way, this is the first shop tour we've ever had on Tim's Corner Live. So. This is great. What what's he doing over there talking? Why isn't he in here working on race cars? It is done. Oh, okay. Okay, he's allowed to talk. So here's our uh, here's our Need for Speed wannabe shop. They got the uh, Christ cars right there. Drew's is right here. Mine's right there. Drew's is also uh, a really uncle, right? Mm -hmm. It's a uh, look back to really, uh, James Cooter Smith's car. They call it the Big Dirty. Yep. I think the Wi-Fi gets a little bit rough at the speech. There we go. We're, we're, I think we're back again. There, there yeah. we are. We're, we're, com we're coming back into range. Yeah, Perfect. coming back in the ramp. So everything is ready for the weekend. You mentioned trying to race both and trying to manage both here, Junior. What are your goals as a driver going into this weekend? What, what, what do you want to have at the end of Saturday night as a driver? Uh, I think we're due for a couple checker flags. Well, you know, we've had, like I say, we haven't had that great a lot with the sportsman car. Uh, like, as far as being a dominant car, haven't really been there in the past couple years, and I think it's time to turn it around. So. Car feels good. I think it's pretty quick. I'll stay off 2% chocolate milk and let me go shake. So do you anticipate any changes? You've done some testing. Do you anticipate any changes once you get to the racetrack and, you know, get that, that first practice underway on Saturday? I mean, it's, it, 
we practice by ourselves and the, the car was pretty quick so we'll be able to take that with us but also we'll have some traffic as well so whether it be people trying to get around us or us trying to get around people the car is going to be fleet 360 compared to what it was and i mean we've had some rain and so i mean the weather everything track temps everything like it and i've learned that it uh that's quite a big part it was definitely taken for granted and I think we've got something to work with. I hope. You know, we've had these cancellations. We've had this rain. What is it? What does it do to you, to your mindset as a driver, having to wait two extra weeks to get on the racetrack? Depressing and cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I know the feeling from this side too. So looking forward, I guess, to this season, uh, you mentioned, you know, maybe go to Riverside if the, bu the bubble's open, you know, do those big races. What do you have circled on the schedule? Is there a championship at Petty you want to win? You mentioned the street stock. What else haven't we covered here tonight that you want to get done in 2021? Well, I'll tell you, my biggest thing right now, I'm not sure where he went, but this winter, my grandfather's got a real bad, forgot about taking his pills, diabetic, real bad. Anyway, he ended up moving in with us. Hence why we helped Drew build a car. He built a room on for us. And we fortunate enough to have won fourth championship. Now, my grandfather's been a big part of our racing and a big supporter of him. I mean, he's his kid, so why isn't he going to be? But I would really like to click off the championship this year with my grandfather still around. Now, he's what, 86? 85. Now's the year to do it. Same number as your car. That, right? That's right. That's right. Great observation, pal. <laughs> that's why we bring Dylan on. He, he's, he's smart. He, he's, he's got it. Right, Dylan? Sure. That's Good what we say. <laughs> what are, I know there's a couple of more people. What's that? I got a question for Dylan. Okay. Me. Would you, yeah, you. Would you ever run another demolition derby? Yes, yes. I was supposed to. I was supposed to at the first Mirror Machine race. I had a car lined up and everything. I had sponsorship ready. Just the, the dang border didn't dang open up. <laughs> gotcha. So tell us about, a little bit about that. Well, I would hope to have a better van or car than the last time because uh, it, it didn't have the accessory belt. It had no power steering and no cooling, no anything. So the, the van cooked itself within four laps, but it was a blast. I mean, I don't know if you two have raced in, in, in enduro derbies or figure eights, but it, it was something else, though. Have you guys ever dabbled in demo racing? played down here like uh, Wayne usually puts on a little race so we try to support that like I've got a car sitting back there already not ready to roll but ready to track uh, but I've never run a demolition in Mary Machine I had a car lined up years ago Jason kind of called dad and said uh, yeah don't let him race, race that mm -mm. I mean the boys are a lot more hardcore than we are down in Petty so correct me if I'm wrong though that was when Jason would have still had that crossfire race right that's right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I wouldn't want to do that either. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. So that day of destruction is coming up. I think it's July 25, 26, whatever it is at, uh, at Petty, but you answered my question. So how close is that car to being ready for that day of destruction? Windows number. That's that. Go, go. 
Phil. Hey, Ken, what's up? Oh, I hear Drew. Oh, I hear Drew. <laughs> That's Wayne. Oh, is it, is it Wayne? Yeah. What, what's he doing on a Wednesday night? Stopping around eating ice cream right today. Oh, it's only ice cream? There's no chicken or anything else tonight? We do have some comments in on Facebook. Dan McGrath says he has beer for you, senior, if you want some. He's not far away. You'd have to drive all the way over here. Well, and we'll walk him back. Have you ever seen Dan McGrath drive, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Derek Hilchey Derek Hilchey says you look too serious for tonight. I'm scared to death. Well, this 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 has been fun so far. This is this is just us having a little conversation with our closest friends on Facebook, right? That's right. Um, Dylan has the sharpie up. What do you got, Dylan? Well, I got some for the boys here, and it, I know the answer is probably going to be a no, but Barry, Barry at Speedway Miramichi has talked about these like superstar cars at the demo derbies, and you know, what if he offered two cars to each of you to, to race in the demo events? Uh, with you? No, I ain't no, I ain't doing. <laughs> I got to work for a living. <laughs> so. Um, if my father would let me, I guess I'm in like a dirty shirt, but uh, them boys play hardcore. Okay, so let me rephrase Dylan's question. We we had Bob and, and Riley Goodwin on the show earlier. We've had a couple of, you know, father-son, father-daughter duos on the show. So if it was just you two on the racetrack in Miramichi and demo cars, would you do it? Oh, yeah. Okay, the next question is who wins? Uh, let <laughs> You can't let him win. That's not fair. I don't want to put any more gray on his head. So you'd let him win, but you'd let him know you're there on the last lap, right? Just like Ricky would do. <laughs> it's what I like to hear. Uh, Dan says he's heading over already, so uh, be prepared for that. Uh, we got a couple of more minutes here with the McKenzie's. Drop us a question. Drop us a comment. Uh, Dylan, do you have anything else? Yeah, a few more coming in here. Well, number one, Barry Richard wrote he's buying more cars this week. So oh, that's, a, that's a bad idea. <laughs> um, Adam Hiscock, I think, from The Rock, he wrote, a few Newfoundlanders make the trek to the mainland almost every year. Any chance the 85 car would make a trip to Eastbound Park? That, you know what? That's a very good question. Uh, that's one track I would like to go to. It's a beautiful track, but it looks a bit. I uh, follow a young fellow on uh, Tic Tac. They're number 84. I forget what his name is, red and black car, Bandolero. And uh, he usually posts videos of him practicing the track. Looks beautiful. Uh, but cost-wise, it would cost us, I think, an arm and a leg to go over. I don't know about you, I only got two legs and two arms. But if you have the toter and you have a place to stay and it's already going to Sydney. True enough. <laughs> I don't, I don't, the old man does, I was going to say, you don't look convinced. Uh, hey, you know what? If we can do it, we'll go. I, and I, I, I like it. I like it as much as he does. Believe me. Dylan, we'll talk about this a little bit later on, and I'm sure Adam and the boys will, will comment. But you got Ches Cole over there. You've got Dean Martin over there. You got some guys that are a little. They're they're not the butchers and the blankhorns. They're not the younger generation over there. So, senior, you might fit in over there. Oh, thanks, Dean. <laughs> It's starting to hurt. <laughs> We're going to have to get you back in a car. That Cy Harvey always said getting back in a race car is that magic pill to feel younger. Uh, there's 
I'll tell you what, when you're in a race car, there's no phones ringing, there's nobody bothering you. It is a pretty peaceful place. As long as you don't bring the phone in with you. And I, I think they don't allow that anymore because that, that other no. stuff, they check post-race, right? That's right. Yeah. Dylan, what else do you got? I, I know you're, you're looking over there. I will. I mean, Adam wrote, you know, for sure the ferry would in gas money, I guess would probably be your biggest cost there. But um, are there any other tracks, Kenny Jr., I guess, or in, in senior as well, maybe around like the Northeast of the States and, and here in Atlanta, Canada, that you'd like to make a trek to to maybe race or maybe even just go as a fan? We, we talked about it before this Toyota Corolla virus started. Uh, the Reeds actually went down there a couple times and they said they had a ball. We were planning on going to Jacasa. Uh, it's like that way. Quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, to go try that, just go out of province and hey, you know how we get run over, we can get run over, but just say we did it. Dylan, you, know? you got anything else? Um, I think that's it for now. So don't be shy. I mean, we're, we're having a good time. We're getting tours of. Uh, of the cars and everything too. Um, I, I guess another question there. So was that like a Gen Six style body on Drew's car, Ken Junior? That's one Wayne started to build. Uh, it was supposed to be like his Z two. The Z two car from uh, down in Florida. That's something that Wayne Smith and Kev built. Uh, the body was probably about another ten feet wider. Uh, we shortened it up so it was almost normal. And there was a Gen 6 nose that come with the car. So that's what Drew wanted to do. So that's what we put on. So now Drew does have experience this season already. He ran that one race at Speedway 660. So he's got the leg up on you already. Has he, has he mentioned that yet? No, he hasn't. I mean, that uh, his first race really didn't end too well. But uh, she's. I wasn't going to bring that up. Oh, I would. <laughs> Yeah, we're 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 looking forward to we're looking forward to seeing everything happen on Saturday and and throughout the season. Get this uh, coronavirus out of the way and, and get back to to racing. And uh, I guess well, you looked at the championship. You mentioned that championship. Is there any other main goals this season? Is there any any race you really want to check off the bucket list this year that that would make your season complete? One more one more international. I would have to say, uh, just. The, the, per, the first time is that's great. The second time, well, let's just make a mistake. Senior as the, the crew chief of this operation, is there anything that you kind of want to want to get accomplished this year? Uh, two years ago, when we went back to the 890s, as we said, he got T-boned. And we've had a two-year drought on feature wins. I'd like to start right there get back on track with that and then everything else follows when you start doing that but uh, that car a lot of a lot of effort put into it this winter it's the same looking car but underneath it's not. now i know this team is not complete without mama so how's mama doing is she all ready for the season are the sandwiches made what's uh what, what's what's the outlook there sandwiches are made on the daily but She's all ready to go. Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, she'll she deny it, but uh, she. I think she's looking forward to getting back to the track, seeing all the track friends, just being back on track after being cooped up through this whole virus thing. You know what I mean? Now we don't have the picture ready for Paul to put up on the screen, but you had the slogan on the back of your car: 
that this thing runs on ham sandwiches. So how many ham sandwiches do you need on Saturday to fully be prepared to go racing? Do we really want to answer that? <laughs> mm. no, I need a, I need a good two or three. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Come on up, bud. We'll get you geared up. Are you able to video the race somehow, Tim, through other people or what's going on? Uh, we're working on that, uh, just finalizing some things we can't do live with, you know, you know, as well as we do with all the internet things that are out there and lack thereof at that racetrack. So uh, we're working on it. We'll have uh, hopefully some some good news to report from Saturday. But uh, it's it's like one of those deals where you're crew chiefing a race car from uh, four hours away or three hours away. So uh, Denver's not here this evening, but he's going to be uh, armchair in that thing. So hopefully we'll be able to see those two checkered flags. Right, Kenny? That's what we were hoping for. You mentioned the sponsors on those that race car. The, the family is huge. The crew is huge. But I know you got a, a bunch of dedicated sponsors on these race cars. Who makes that for you? Uh, yeah. We uh, got a couple more. Actually, uh, I want to start off with thanking uh, Robert from uh, Mac Tools here in Moncton. He stepped up. He started around being the uh, Mac Tools dealer. And just off the conversation, he knows the good ones. And he just said, you know what? He said, my, uh, my banker person's telling me to spend some money, so we want to help out. I was like, well, that's wicked. We love Shiny Tool. And uh, Silver Fox Estate showed up uh, this year, first time. Glad to have them on. Uh, MTN HBAC. HBAC is back on. Extreme Windows Indoors is back on. They weren't on last year because of COVID. Happened to look after business, which is completely understandable. Uh R. Stevens Mechanical, uh, Craig, do luck paint. Craig and Janet help us out with the, the big, the big girl as well, and uh, Acker of Moncton. Now mentioning Craig, we haven't mentioned this. We just talked about food. So, is, have you had to to put any chicken on the bus to get him down to to him this year yet? I mean, just talking to him on Facebook Messenger or Facetime, it's killing him. That guy loves race cars and eating and. <laughs> but uh, to know his car is going to be racing that's why i'm asking about video if his car is going to race he can't actually stand there and watch it race he's got to be mm. i know it's killing all of us too so so we we hope so knock on wood you know get all that luck in and uh everything else there do we have we have a couple of more on social i think before we let these these guys go do we dylan yeah we do uh doug checked in again he wrote how hard are you gonna run good old dan duke I love him. Oh, Grampy Duke. Actually, he's uh, he's supposed to be turn, uh, tuned in tonight with some popcorn. So, hey, Grampy Duke. Uh, you know, that's one guy there uh, I love racing with. He's, uh, he's changed my diapers right from the get-go. Uh, and the other day, I just gave him a, a new-to-him suit. I mean, it sure fit me. So, him and Ev should both be able to get in it. Uh, something that's one, one piece, not full hole. So, he'll be looking all right. Doug Matchett's watching. He's got a big race coming up with the Modifieds on the weekend. He wrote two Dougie specials talking about food. Have you had the infamous Dougie special before? I have not. We have not. As it may look, we have, but we have not. <laughs> uh, Danny Harvey's also checked in. So we were talking about his dad a couple minutes ago. So uh, Uncle Cy. Uncle Cy. Uncle Cy. Am I missing something? 
no, it's it's, it's Uncle Si, and it's, Danny's one of those guys that I want to get on the show at some point too, because I feel like that would be a conversation. Uh, but yeah, I think Danny's getting back in a race car a couple of times this year, so that would, that's uh, that's kind of neat. So uh, now before we let you go, we Dougie Dougie has a special menu item in Miramichi. Uh, we don't have any special menu items at Petty named after drivers. And you said Wayne was was off the camera, so let's put Wayne on the, on the spotlight. We'll we'll give you guys the the word if we were to put together a menu item at Petty Raceway in the canteen that had Wayne Smith's name on it. What would it be? Would it be a burger, a hot dog? What would be on it? Let's 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 play a little devil's advocate here since he's off camera. Could be very big because he's only half human. Yeah, small fry as well. That's right, small fry. Nothing on it. No, no ketchup. No, no poutine. No anything like that. You want? You want to ask him? Like he's right here. Well, I, I I remember. I think it was back at the Cat 250 a couple of years ago. Kenny, you and him were sharing a poutine on pit road before the 250. Yeah. So come here. I, he's got a question. Come here. <laughs> come here. He's got a tall Pepsi. He's probably. Oh, don't look all shy. Okay, the tall the poutine. Yeah, we like them. Yeah. Okay, so it's yeah. a poutine. Okay, so it's no, I, I, I'd name it a small fry after that, that thing. Come here. He, he's got a question for you. Yeah, well, you look like shit on a daily basis. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> Tim Derry? So we had Doug Magic watching, and he's got a, his own menu item in Miramichi. It's a burger with gravy and onion rings and everything on it. So if we had a Wayne Smith special at Petty Raceway on your canteen, named after you, what would the item be? Well, I don't know. I never really thought about it. <laughs> um, don't know. I really don't know. I have to think about that one. Um, I mean, nothing like a nice cheeseburger, but uh, that's not really a Wayne Smith. Uh, a T-bone steak would be nice. I, th I think we could go for that. What about? What do you think, Dylan? Geez, could you imagine a racetrack offering steak? <laughs> Own steak with with mashed potatoes and uh, well onions and uh, mushrooms would be really nice. I think we have to get that approved by Ellen, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll put you on the spot because you've seen Kenny Jr. grow up and you've seen him race and, and you've seen him do many laps at your racetrack. What do you think about the young lad that's uh, getting ready to turn some laps here this season? Well, he's been there testing quite a bit this winter and um, – Looks pretty strong, you know what I mean? And time will tell, I guess. You're all ready for the weekend? You're all ready for the weekend? Yeah, once I get the grass boat. I mean, I've been at uh -huh. it all day. And Tim, can I put him on the spot? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Sure, go ahead. Who is the 2021 New Smyrna King? I think he's sitting right beside you, isn't he? Seven times. <laughs> So do you have that trophy on display at the racetrack yet? What trophy? The, the, the championship trophy. You got, I know you got a picture from down there and everything else. Do you, do you got that on display? No, the guy the guy got a fist fight in the tech and smashed the damn trophy. He at least got the pieces? He got pieces? Well, no, I didn't get nothing. All we got was the pay. All we got was the damn check. <laughs> well, that's, that's something, right? Yeah, but I didn't get none of it. <laughs> Dylan, before we go, because I know Ryan McKnight is waiting in the wings here to, to get ready and, and get ready for his mini stock season. But Dylan, you got anything for Wayne Smith? 
Uh, yeah, Doug, Doug Magid recommends uh, Sloppy uh, Smith Poutine. That should be your signature at Petty. Are you a big poutine guy? I love it. I love it. First one free. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Um, what are you doing Saturday? Can you come up and do some announcement for us? Love to. Can you sneak me over the border? We could probably fly you across or maybe swim. Oh, I don't get my swimming legs in yet, but uh, what are you expecting, Wayne, with the show coming up here, your first race of 2021? Well, it's, you know, it's going to be down, obviously. We're not allowed to have more than 50 people stand. Um, all we're allowed in the pits is to get people that work on race cars. Um, so, um, you know, as long as you sign in a race car, you should be good. Um, keep your uh, mechanical gloves on. Everything should be good. So, um, you know what, Well, I mean, it is what it is, and we, we're trying to race, and uh, we got to do what we got to do and try to make this move forward. I'm excited to see everything unfold and, and get ready for the season and, and get it because last year was the same way. We had the bubble close, we had restrictions. So hopefully everything can, can keep going and we keep, uh, keep racing and, you know, we can all be together back again in June, late June, July, August, whenever it is. Uh, boys, this has been fun. Uh, thanks for being a part of it. Uh, where'd, where'd junior go? All right. I'm out of here, Tim. Okay. Good luck this weekend. Have fun. Thank you. Boys, this has been fun. Thank you for being a part of this, and uh, good luck this weekend. And and we'll get the crew up there and hope hope to see you have a couple of checkered flags hanging out the window. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> I guess we're already DQ. Oh, <laughs> wait, no, no. So if you're, if you're black flag now, does that mean you just start a lot down? Like, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Tim. It's some hard to have your car up on a hoist like that. Track owner pull in. How do, how can I cheat? <laughs> pull pull the uh pull the door down how he doing anyway if, uh, if there's a cheeseburger in there i'm sure he'll find a way right <laughs> good good luck this weekend this has been fun boys thanks Thank you guys that's kenny mckenzie jr kenny mckenzie senior and uh we're gonna get ready to talk some fantasy points here dylan because it's been so long since we've done this that we're gonna show you the standings right now uh that are on the screen and you're leading. I'm Who's second. One? What's that? Who's number one? You are number one. And it's been so long that we're doing two races this weekend. So I can try to take the point lead. Uh, Denver is there. Brittany Hoyt, Meredith Hay, and the fans all picked Ashton Tucker on week number one, which seems like 15 years ago at the Riverview Ford Lincoln season opener. Uh, so we're going to, that's the first one. So we got two races this weekend. We initially were going to do the Atlantic Modified Tour race back two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with the Atlantic modified tour. Now we do not have a pick for Meredith Hay yet. Uh, she hasn't registered her pick. Our picks are the same from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so Denver and myself have both picked East McRae. You have Travis Conroy. You're still confident in that? Sure. Okay. So Brittany has Doug Matchett. Uh, we don't have a pick for Meredith yet. So we'll wait and see what happens there, but I feel pretty confident in East McRae. Uh, going to be a great race. That's a part of the season opener at Petty Raceway. And we hope to have that uh, on the TCM TV uh, video on demand airwaves, I guess we can call it. Uh, but we're including a second race because Eastbound Park got their race. And by the way, congratulations to Jason Groves, who picked up their win in the uh, A1 Automotive 100. Uh, some great racing over there with the boys. Uh, Mike James and them still working out some kinks. I know Race Monitor didn't exactly work the way they wanted to, but it happens on race number one. Uh, mm. So we have a blank slate 
and we posted this on Facebook and we're going to get our fans perspective too, as to what they would, you know, who they would pick. And we're, we're short a couple of picks here on the, on the list because Denver and Meredith haven't put in their picks yet. Uh, so we will, we will leave that, but we'll, we'll flip over and see who we have. And Dylan, you picked one of our former guests to be a part of your, your point lead, I guess. Right. Yeah. So I picked Mark Bess, uh, for upcoming weekend. I know he had a couple engine troubles in practice, uh, didn't have the best result, uh, but you know what? He he was on very positive on social media after. Seems like a great guy, and uh, you know what? How many times do we see a driver have a bad weekend? They rebound real strong the next, especially right after. We see it in NASCAR all the time. And I also just want to say, too, uh, I got to see some footage from the eastbound race. Holy moly, some of those heat races in the hobby stock division were intense. I want to get to Newfoundland so bad, but Mark Best, the best choice this weekend and i i like it because mark's still getting back into the swing of things with his own race car i picked wayne walsh and i, I kind of went back and forth on this because i think jason groves is going to be strong mm-hmm. this weekend was strong before i think he's going to be good uh but wayne walsh is tough to beat when he's on his game finished second i think he's going to be the one to win the handling realty 100 this weekend Brittany has picked sarah thorne uh, Denver and Meredith still don't have a pick. Our fans are going to be able to chime in as well. And you'll be able to chime in tomorrow on Facebook for the Atlantic modified winner, uh, because we need some competition for Dylan. So we're going to bring the fans into this as well. And hopefully they can rebound after picking Ashton Tucker on week number one, mm-hmm. our next guest, let's, let's move on. Uh, and away we go. Our next guest is going to be the driver of the number 46 car winner last year at the bubble buster round number two contender everywhere he goes with this 46 car it's ryan mcknight ryan welcome to the show oh, thanks for having me <laughs> are you obviously you have one race and we just had the mckenzie's on and and they haven't got on the racetrack yet you have one race under your belt so are you ready for the weekend i hope i worked the kinks out of it they're up in miramichi i had a few issues but uh all in all i still had a decent finish so uh hopefully it's good to go <laughs> You guys had some tire issues up there. We know that track's abrasive, but it did some weird things to the tires, didn't it? Uh, yeah, it actually had left front issues. Uh, unusual for my car, but uh, it uh, it chewed up the the left front in the heat race, and I changed tires, and I had a belt blow in the in the heat or in the feature race, and it was quite a handful. <laughs> I'd say it would be. We are live and interactive here this evening. Be sure to drop a question or a comment for Ryan and we'll get it on the show. And uh, obviously it's, it's nothing like coming home. Uh, you've raced at Speedway 660. You've raced at Speedway Miramichi. You've done the, the road show per se, but what's it like coming home and, and getting this season opener finally under our belts? What, what's the, the mindset going in? Uh, it's going to be nice to get back to the, the track I'm used to and uh, put on a show for the few fans we do get to have and, uh, it'd be a little different without the fans, but, uh, we'll, we'll try to put on the best show we can give her hack. <laughs> you haven't been in the driver's seat for long. So I, I guess we'll step back a couple of years. How did you get your start in this whole racing game? Uh, my buddy actually did enduro racing up at 660 for a few years and they took the V8 enduro away because it was just too hard to get cars. Um, then we actually were going to build a four-cylinder for the four-cylinder enduro they're trying to get going, and that didn't take off. So we're like, well, now we got a car built. What, what are we going to do with it? And we uh, 
checked out some rules and petty was the closest thing we had for rules that matched our car. So we made a few changes and, and showed up. <laughs> now I'm going to quote Dylan because he first time he was at petty international raceway was last year. And I went through some of the B roll and Dylan had said that you don't see many Celicas, you don't see many Toyotas on, on the racetrack. So did that, you know, four cylinder switch from 660 kind of stem that idea uh, to, to build that car? Yeah, it was it was already built, so we were like, well, we're uh, we'll just take it. We didn't think it'd be that far off, and you know, typical first time racer, you go out and think you're gonna run away with it, and man, was I ever mistaken? But but uh, it, it it was a big learning curve to get it to co be competitive with the cars we had there. How steep was that learning curve being with the, the J.R. Lawson's, the Rob Fourier's, and, and you being a rookie and, and with that race car, how big was that learning curve on year number one to try to get your feet underneath you? It, it was huge. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot of mentorship, I guess, from behind the scenes or anybody that really knew anything about building race cars. So it was a, it was a big learning curve. Uh, yeah, I, I can't even underestimate that. It, it took about a year and a half just to get the car, so it was a, a pain in the butt to pass. <laughs> We're showing some highlights of, of last year's Bubble Buster round number two, where you went to victory lane first in, in that heat race, which was so strong. But that was a brand new race car to get that thing out on the racetrack. And it performed so well and, and so stout right off, out of the box off the trailer. How much confidence did that give you last season to start off strong? Uh, that, that first race was a, a really encouraging, uh, it was surprising how much actually went from the Corolla into the Sleeka when I, I set it up and stuff. And like, I went out for the first race and finished third with it. And, and it wasn't even, even close to being perfect. So it, I was really impressed with that. And, and then to go out the next race and actually win with it, with a huge car numbers, I, I was really happy with it. And, in between those two race cars, how big was it a change to set up that from the first race car to that second race car? A lot of the stuff was similar. The, the engines are actually pretty much identical. Um, so it was just a matter of figuring out what my gearing was going to be like, and what tires to use. And uh, I knew it was going to handle a little different and stuff. So I'd have to play around with that and stuff. But uh, I, I got it pretty close right out of the gate. So I was really impressed with that. And so I'm, I'm still fine tuning and <laughs> I guess that always goes on, but, but uh, no, I was really happy with the gate. We are live and interactive here this evening. Be sure to drop a question, drop a comment. And Dylan, do I see uh, Mr. Lightning on the Hill in the, uh, in the chat? I do. Stephen Matthews is watching and he wrote Ryan is a class act and a great guy to run with. Good luck this weekend. Hope to run with you soon. Uh, Steven is one of the best of the best in four cylinders in Nova Scotia. And last year he made the trek a lot to New Brunswick. We don't know how this year is really going to play out with this virus situation, but how cool was it having so many Islanders in Nova Scotians coming to New Brunswick last year, Ryan, to race alongside of you? Uh, it, it was, it was interesting because you, you're, when you race with the same people, you know, their driving styles and what they're going to do and how they're going to react and, and then when you put a whole bunch of other drivers from other tracks in the mix, it, it there's a lot of unknowns and, but uh, it really makes you bring your A game and, and cause you, you don't know what you're going to be up against. 
that would have been the case for you at Speedway Miramichi when you were side by side with Neil Muse there for a lot. I mean, he's a he's from the Miramichi area, but he's been in Nova Scotia for quite a bit racing with the East Coast Mini Stock Tour on the Dirt of Valley Raceway. So when you're getting side by side with a guy you may not be too familiar with, and he's keeping up with you, what are the thoughts going into turn one, turn two, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, I well, I luckily raced with Neil before, so I I knew some of his tendencies. I, I know he's a good guy and races clean, and I've I've never had any problems with Neil, so I, I knew he'd race me clean. And I I did the same back, race him clean, and keep keep it uh, keep it going good, and made made for a really good finish too. Key word there I want to pick up on tendencies. When you go to a track and you see a driver. Every driver, do you think, okay, this guy's a little rough in the corners? Okay, this guy's uh, kind of beat and bang. Is that the case, kind of a mental game for you and keeping mental memory of who does what? It, it It's something every driver knows. Uh, you got to keep track of. Uh, know when you can race somebody who you might want to let go, I guess. Uh, it, it does play in the mental game part of it, and, and you got to keep that in mind. I'm sure we're really going to dive into it here in the next few minutes, but you got the first race under your belt at Speedway Miramichi. Brandon Campbell's watching. He was in the 99 Civic uh, racing. I believe he was 99. Tim, was he in the 99? Yeah, 99, yep. Yeah, well, he was 99th position. Just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> you said that, not me. Okay, continue. <laughs> But, any, but anyways, that first race, I mean, it must have felt so good to get back behind the wheel in 2021. How was it for you at Speedway Miramichi a few weekends ago? Uh, it was going really good. Uh, like, like I said, you, you're dueling it out for the heat win, and and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, came off the track. I had, I had to actually fix a few things after that heat, heat win, so I had a few issues going on. Uh, I actually burnt my left front tire off, which totally blew me away. I actually didn't even really check on it that hard. And I just happened to look up underneath the car and seeing it was right down into the cord. So, uh, yeah, I changed that and came out for the, the feature there. And it, it was going really good till the belt, like going the tire there. And I just, I had a hard time getting the car to the finish line. It, it was, it actually was riding so bad. The strut spring actually came out. And was chafing up and down on the on the uh, on the fender on the inner fender and stuff. So uh, like the, the tire was actually higher on one side by about three inches. So it, it, it was a handful. <laughs> uh, you started a war, by the way, with with Mr. Yeah, Campbell. I know. Yeah, I you know. did. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think Paul is actually handling that. So I think we think we're good to go on that. Uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, Ryan, but those bigger numbers at last season, obviously with Scotia Speed World getting a late start, Oyster Bed not opening, uh, you know, a couple of, couple of drivers with race cars that wanted to race, so they traveled 36 at the Mike Stevens Memorial. First, we'll ask you about time trials. How nerve-wracking was that to do single-car qualifying when you guys aren't used to it? Uh, it, it was neat. I, I actually didn't mind doing it. I have actually having some braking issues that race uh that was what kind of translate to the bed uh, lap time but i actually enjoyed it it was, it was something different and neat to try but uh but yeah it's kind of nervous at the same time because you're right there by yourself and everybody's watching so and now you were in the pack battling i think with mike edwards and a couple of other cars most of that race but you had 
some lap cars that you guys had to navigate. It, it, it almost looked like a, a late fuel run in a cup series race where you're passing slow cars. You're trying to battle amongst yourselves. You got cars coming from behind you as a driver having 30 plus cars on that racetrack as Wayne started them all last year. What was the mindset in that, that final race of the season? Uh, just try to get a decent, uh, decent, like work your way up, not tear your stuff apart. So you're there at the end and, and try to get what you can get out of the car at, at the last part of the race and, and, uh, hope to bring it home on, on, on in a good spot and first be better, but <laughs> I was having a few issues. <laughs> so the season as a whole last year, the, the win, the, the new car, everything as a whole, wrap your 2020 season up. Are you happy with it? Was there anything that you kind of wanted back that, that you, you might be able to get a couple of extra positions out of what's your, what's your take on 2020? Uh, I started off really strong. I was really impressed with the car. Then I made some changes and was monkeying around with some stuff and, and, uh, the car really didn't respond good to some of the changes. I, I actually had some brake issues, uh, more or less just bad or not bad brake pads, but wrong brake pads. And they, they glazed up and one race actually, I was actually pulling on the steering wheel to get it to stop going into the turns. It was that much effort to get to slow down. Um, and actually I pulled off the track and almost ran the back of my trailer because the brake pedal went right to the floor. They boiled the brakes. So, uh, but you know, uh, I had some issues, but, uh, the car around good. Uh, I learned a lot about the car so I can put that towards this year and, and, uh, hopefully have a good, strong season. So. We mentioned going up the road to Miramichi, Petty being the home track. We haven't talked about Speedway 660 yet, but you guys have made a couple of tracks up there and, and raced up there. Uh, what's your take on that, uh, pretty much that circle in the Gary Woods? Uh, I, I enjoy running out there. I love the track. Um, you got different cars. Uh, we're actually taking the old Corolla and going to gear it up so it just runs Gary. Uh, I run the rules package and stuff there with that car. I I had to get it approved and stuff, but it's, uh, it, it's a competitive car. Um, I, I, I like running up there to be honest. It's, it's whole different, uh, mindset of racing. Like they, they don't mind using the bumpers and stuff, which, which makes it more entertaining and, and, uh, you gotta be on your toes for sure. But yeah, I no, love running up there. You mentioned the, the rules side of things, and I know this is Lawrence Hopper's favorite segment of the night where we talk about rules, but uh, the mini stock quote-unquote outlaw deal that they did last year, they had a race in Miramichi, they had a race in Gary on the Sunday of Speed Weekend. What's your take on that whole deal? Because it, it seems like there's some that are for it, some that are against it. As a driver, what's your take on that outlaw sort of style of racing? Uh, well, outlaw racing, just bring what you bring. Uh, we were actually trying to get a an import race up there to run last weekend. But of course last weekend went all the pieces and we were trying to get a hold of the, all the other drivers that run our petty rules and Miramichi rules and see if we could get something going in a hurry, but it's just too late notice. But, uh, but uh, it would have been fun to run up there. But then again, everything got canceled and it's kind of a bummer that way. But uh I was actually going to go up in the booth for a change and actually see, see it from that side of things. So, so it would have been, uh, would have been really fun regardless what mother was racing or up in the booth watching or, but, uh, no, it, uh, as far as the, as far as the outlaw race, I, I can see their point to it and I can see our point to it. We, we just want to race, but we don't want to, 
we don't want to wreck it for them either. So you mentioned gearing up the the old car for 660. Obviously, you've got the the commitments with Petty International Raceway. You know, let's let's see all these COVID deals lift and, and put those behind us. What do you see out of your season? Do you see any any more traveling? Is there any races you have circled on on your calendar? What's the what's the schedule look like for you? Uh, we're planning on running all the petty races. Uh, we're going to pick up probably two to three more Miramichi races. Uh, we got a couple scheduled for 660 with the old Corolla. And we're hopefully, if everything goes right, we'll try to get over to Oyster Bed for a race. So we'll, we'll see how that goes with the COVID restrictions and stuff. But that is on the on the plan. So with the New Brunswick side of things, is, is there one race you have circled on your bucket list now that you got the, the first win out of the way with that big bubble buster victory? Is there a couple of races circled on that calendar that, that you kind of say, I, I want to win that one. I want to have the big trophy. Uh, Mike Steve's race. I, I I don't know what it is. The atmosphere is crazy there. It's, it's just an awesome night. And like, we, we always have some outside of car outside cars there and it it's, it's the one I want. It, it really is. Um, that that's probably my bucket list one. At least the most. <laughs> it's the most important to me, I guess. When you look at those big names that it come to, to Petty Raceway and have that success, the guys like J.R. Lawson and, and Rob Poirier, and and now you've got your name up there as a winner and a contender every week. Uh, just starting those couple of years ago, how how big is that to have your name right there listed with those? those Honda and those Acura guys. Well, it was, it was a lot of hard work, so I'm glad it's paying off. Uh, it's, it's nice to get recognized for what you're doing. Um, yeah, I, I looked up to all those guys, uh, like the, Tim Webster was like just cleaning house when I started and Mike Edwards and Mike Weagle and, uh, Rob Poirier was doing really good. Uh, like there, there's a lot of drivers that I looked up to as like, man, that's what I need to, to do to, to achieve my goals. So, so I, I always looked up to those guys. We are live and interactive here this evening. Drop us a question, drop us a comment. And uh, Dylan, speaking of, I think we have one of those sharpshooters over there in the chat. Yeah, Randy Titus is checking in. He wrote, looking forward to racing you at 660, always clean, best of luck this season. And that's a four-cylinder driver. Uh, we always hear about Randy Titus. Any comments on him there, Ryan? Uh, I always enjoyed running with Randy. Actually, one of the first races up in 660, me and Randy were battling pretty good, kept it clean. And uh, yeah, I always enjoy running with Randy. Always nice talking to him at the track and yeah, looking forward to seeing him, seeing him and racing with him again this year. The wife's watching right now and she wrote, definitely nerve wracking with large numbers on, uh, on the track. So like Petty last year, when there was a thousand four cylinders, everyone from the Maritime showed up to race. I mean, Ryan, I was in the announcer booth with Jesse Thompson at the track, and when we did the the qualifying for that race during the Mike Stevens weekend, then we just had the calamity on the last lap with some slower cars getting in the way of JR, JR Rex, and Cody Byrne gets the win. I mean, the end of that race with all those cars and just so many people half-wrecking, how did you manage to somewhat keep the car clean? <laughs> uh, luck. <laughs> some of it. Uh you just got to pick and choose your times. And, uh, sometimes you push it a little harder cause you got to try to stay ahead of another guy. And, but it, it's, it's pick and choose. And, and sometimes you take risk and hopefully hoping they pan out. And 
sometimes you just see it's going to happen. So you just kind of got to wait your time. Things are a little tricky border-wise and travel-wise here to Nova Scotia, but let's say travel's not an issue, even money's not an issue. Any tracks in Nova Scotia you would eyeball to maybe run and bring the Toyota up to? I'd like to do Riverside. Uh, I I thought my car would do really well there. I want to try to get up to Sydney. Love to get to Scotia for... I, I, I like just trying all the different tracks. I find if I go to a different track, I actually learn something about the car like a different characteristic that I actually did not know about the car till I raced there. Uh, first time I actually run up in 660 was, uh, I learned so much about the car that I didn't actually know. And I actually implied it to the car for the next race there at Petty and it, it run that much better. So, uh, no, I actually like run an assortment of different tracks. You, you learn a lot. We always hear too, Ryan, about sportsman drivers and pro stock drivers having to, having to make changes uh, in between races and different racetracks. Is that kind of the same with the with the four cylinder as well? A lot of stuff in the garage has to be tweaked on before you go from a Petty to a six sixty. Uh, yeah, uh, ex- especially when I was running the Corolla, trying to run both tracks. Like the, I have to add a lot of weight to my car. I got to change all the struts and. Uh, mess with all the toes and cambers and yeah it's basically changed the whole entire car so from that track to petty anyways now when i go to miramichi i hardly touch anything with setup wise it's pretty pretty much the same from one track to the other a few little things but nothing too major Ryan's here on Facebook, on TCM's Facebook so leave a comment a guy who got the victory lane last year I see Denver Matchett is watching too, which I, I guess he got done all his work, Dylan, and didn't get to come have fun with us. That's that's a shame. <laughs> hey, you should ask. He should ask Ryan a question. He should. Maybe, since he's not not here, maybe he should do that. Uh, Ryan, I want to I want to bring the the lighthearted sort of deal in, into this conversation because I know you guys uh, get together after the race and 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 have a fire and shoot the breeze and and. There's there's not many racetracks around here, at least in Nova Scotia, that are like that, where you have a campground where you can go and you can mingle a little bit and have some fun. Obviously, with the COVID deal, it's a little bit change, whatever. But how fun is it to, to have those those guys around and, and, and just kind of unwind after a day race? I, I, I actually enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, first year, I, I didn't have the trailer at the track. Uh, it was always a big rush to try to get home and unload everything. And now I just pull out, you park the truck, you gather up with your, your race family and uh, just shoot the breeze. And yeah, I love it. I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's just as good as the racing part of it. Now, I know we don't have the, the pictures loaded for Paul to show on the screen, which is a shame, but I heard Lucas back this year. Uh, are you guys setting a record for how many beer cans you can stack on his head when he falls asleep. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard of any uh, any goals to see how far we can get, but I imagine during the summer it'll probably uh, probably happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Alicia can give us an idea because I think there was, what, six, seven-ish I think you guys got through last year? I think it was five or six. I, I can't remember the number. I'll have to look at the pictures again. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to refresh our memories. <laughs> it, it, it's always fun to have everybody around. I know Brad Daly's usually around. Brad's a great cook, by the way. We talked to, to Kenny yep. and them about food. Brad, Brad is, is great at, at, uh, at cooking up some burgers and hot dogs and, and stuff at the end of the night. Uh, I want to ask you about Chris, though, because I know Chris 
ran your your old car a couple of times. He's been coming into his own as a driver. Uh, how cool is it to have Chris Garnett a part of the team? Uh, it was really great. Uh, I was really happy with the job he did in our car. Uh, and and to be quite honest, when we went to Gary for that 60 race, that first one there, and the, the tires were rubbing the fender walls and like I, we we didn't get no practice in at all. We we had to like modify the fender walls so the wheels would fit uh, with the race rims and stuff. And like the poor guy didn't have like no practice at all, and he almost won the heat race. Like it was right neck and neck with BJ at the line, and uh, to go out and finish fifth with no practice on a car he's never run was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I was really happy with that. Um, he run for us up in Petty too for a race because he Brad wanted to kind of try the car out see see if there was anything they can improve on with the setup and stuff and so he jumped on the car for that so I could get a little more uh, sponsor time for for my sponsors because I really appreciate them all coming on board again especially with the unknowns of, of last year so uh, yeah he gave me my sponsors some more more time there and uh but yeah he did really good he actually qualified better than i did with the old car um uh the car start pushing on though in the in the feature race there so it was kind of a bummer that way but uh i think he enjoyed himself and, and now he did really good for for only being in the car two times and and it's it's a handful of that one <laughs> so he did really well we keep going back to the Mike Stevens race, but I went back to cut some B-roll earlier today. And, and when you guys ran time trials, you were out first. And then all of a sudden the next car up was, was Chris. So how cool was that to have both cars in the racetrack that weekend? Uh, it was really neat. I, I enjoyed seeing the pictures of it. And as I, I never thought I'd have both of them on this track at the same time, but, but uh, no, it was, it was really neat seeing both out in the track. Kind of, kind of different passing your own car though. <laughs> It's it's the same number. It's the same sponsors. You've been there before. It's kind of, you had you had to do a double take, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of kind of unreal, really. But uh, no, I enjoyed it. I see some questions rolling in, Dylan. Uh, Alicia, by the way, says it's six ish. I don't know how ish becomes a thing with stacking cans, though. Like it has to be five or six. It can't be yeah. six ish. We'll go with six. How about that? Uh, yeah, well and I'm sh I'm sure Luke's listening, and I'm sure there's going to be a record broken. He says he's going to stay up. Every time that I talk to him about this, I'm going to stay up. There's going to be no pictures. We get pictures of Brad with cans on his head. But that, I, I think with everything this weekend, we, we talk about racing and, and the COVID restrictions and rain, cancellation, everything you want to doom and gloom. I think I'm looking forward to more of the pictures from Saturday night than I am anything else. I don't know about you. <laughs> Well, I, I got to be careful because I'm usually one of the ones that falls asleep beside the fire. So, <laughs> so I got to sure, be, I got to be careful. <laughs> I'm sure Alicia will keep us updated. Dylan, what do you have on social? Cause I see some things rolling in here. Oh, uh, we got them rolling in now. We get the Iron Man, Drew McEachern watching and he wrote, hope to see Ryan on some East coast, mini stock tour races this summer when, when we get going again. I mean, COVID has wrecked everything. It's wrecked their schedule a little bit, but originally, Ryan, was there any races on that schedule that you were kind of eyeballing thinking, hmm, should I make the trek to here or there? Uh, I wanted to do the petty one, uh, trying to save up money for Hans. Uh, other than that, the car's good to go. It's just having the Hans for the race. Uh, I was going to see about maybe borrowing one from, from a fellow I know. Uh, it's kind of up in there, I guess. I uh, really wanted to get that one. Uh, petty but uh, i don't know that that'll happen now or not but we'll, we'll play it by ear 
Jordan Vino's watching. He's getting ready for an upcoming pro stock season in whatever way we get in there. Uh, but he wrote, if borders open up and you can travel, would you think about doing the road course race with the East Coast Mini Stock Tour at Atlantic Motorsports Park? Uh, that would be really entertaining. Uh, yeah, I, I actually talked with Alicia about maybe doing it. Uh, it all basically falls on having the Hans for it and, and, and the money, of course. She, she, she might be uh she's my chief financial officer so she's in charge of that part of it i have a i have a wish list and and she has a the payment list so uh, (laughs) sometimes they clash (laughs) very wise though Uh, adam hiscock still watching he wrote after your experience in four cylinders is there any other type of cars you like to try uh i'd love to do street stock but uh to relearn and and do it all to start from scratch again, at, like I'm 41, I don't feel like starting from scratch again. So I'll, I'll probably stick her out with the minis there for a while longer and then either might work at the track or or something. I'll, I'll probably migrate that way, maybe help out the track or, or do something along that lines once I give up mini racing. Tim Denver got on the typing machine. He oh, just no. Okay. Left, left, a, left a couple of comments for Ryan. Yeah. Uh, a couple questions too. Uh, he wrote, "Who's the toughest driver to race against?" He threw out J.R. Lawson, Dave Matthews, Rob Poirier. Those are some heavy hitters in many stocks. Is there anyone else that's uh, a tough guy or gal to get around the track? Um, Rob, Rob's probably the the toughest guy to get around and race around. Like I, I find our cars are are pretty equal. Um, like he 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 don't he don't mind fighting for his position, and, and I respect that totally. Like he he fights for it. Jesus, uh, I don't know. Uh, Harley Harley's hard to get around. He fights hard. Uh, Harley Hornish there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys really. Everybody fights for their spot. <laughs> Denver's also wondering: Did you expect to find success so fast with the new car? I mean, cranked out a win pretty quick in it. Yeah, uh, it actually surprised me. I figured I'd be working out bugs for half the summer, and it actually kind of went backwards. Uh, it came out of the gate running really good, and then I battled some issues throughout the summer. Some of it was stupid issues. So it, it kind of went backwards from the way I thought it was going to go, but uh, I'll take it. <laughs> Well, it's super cool too, Ryan, because like I mentioned on the broadcast a year ago, we don't see too many Toyotas in in the four-cylinder division. Here in Nova Scotia, we're kind of seeing some Mazda 5s mixed in here and there, uh, but it's still your Hondas, the Acuras, Cavaliers, Sunfires. Um, You know, how cool is it that you're one of the guys that's branching out to a different make here for four-cylinders? In all honesty, when I started with Corolla and realized how big of a learning curve there was going to be to it uh i was like man is this car going to be fast enough to even come close to competing and i i was on the fence after the first season i was like man should i make the switch to honda or not and then i was like no i'm too stubborn to learn something new so i'll I'll stick it out and try to make this thing fast and and uh it it come along good so I, i was really glad i stuck with it um at first, it didn't look too good, but uh, I'm, I'm really go- glad I just stuck with it and figured things out. And, th- and now I got something different from everybody else. And 
it, it's just it, it's an eye catcher uh like somebody's always looking hey look it's something different and uh no i kind of like that part of it uh i see i see there's a few toyotas up in marishi now and uh, there's a few starting to branch out and try to find other things the, the hondas are starting to get hard to find now so mm. so uh and everybody's got them pretty well dialed in so so you'd have to really be on your a game and, and learn quick when do you get the toyota racing development deal uh be nice to have it right now <laughs> we'll, we'll have to work on that <laughs> hit up joe gibbs see if you can squeeze in there um is your car nicknamed the mistress uh mistress two, mistress the, the, two. yeah the corolla was the mistress she was well, the original <laughs> I, I can kind of guess what the inspiration of the name is but tell us what's the inspiration of the name well the the alicia actually said i was spending more time and money on her than i was alicia so <laughs> that kind of kind of went in that direction from there yeah that's where i kind of figured it was going yeah. uh that uh, denver also wrote tim the lights have not flickered yet but how are we going to know that uh we're not going to know that he's he's not on the call so i guess we're not going to know that uh so <laughs> since alicia is the chief financial officer does she factor in any of that vacation any any of that gift any anything that might not have to do with the race car on the race car budget uh she i i, I try to run a lot of stuff buy her to make sure it's okay buying parts and stuff like that and and uh we, we got a good good relationship that way and uh you know sometimes i buy a couple extra parts here and there and gas for forgiveness later but uh, no she's really good about it i was gonna say there's no like rock auto boxes or anything showing up out of nowhere <laughs> no no uh no unfortunately i'm not that tech savvy so i have to go through her to bring the parts home that way <laughs> That's got that's that's tough. You got to go through the middle woman. Oh yeah, keeps me on the game that way. <laughs> so we roll into Petty on Saturday. What would you be happy with at the end of the day? Kenny Kenny had said he feels confident he can get two checkered flags. You're obviously not in the same division. So are we going to call the shot now? What's what are what would you be happy with at the end of the day on Saturday? Well, it'd be nice to have at least the top three. Uh, I think I got the car to get it done. Um, get some stiff competition like i said rob he's he's not gonna let me away with it he's gonna fight me tooth and nail for it so so uh it might be another photo finish <laughs> we we had wayne on at the end of the show we never really talked about championship but assuming this is all for championship points you go forward whatever else how big is this we talk about one race not really being the hugest uh on scale when you talk about an eight or a nine race season but how big is it momentum-wise to start out strong at the very first race of the year? Well, if you're confident with your car right off the get-go, that, that makes a world of difference. But uh, you also got to be careful that you don't uh, get a little too confident and either tear your stuff up or think, oh, the car's good enough. I'll, I'll leave it alone. It, you got to be constantly, constantly working on it and dialing it in. And, and uh, that's, the, I guess, the biggest concern. Just don't get overconfident. We'll make the last call on social media now. So if you're out there and you want to drop a question, drop a comment for, for Ryan, be sure to do so so we can get it on the air here this evening. And uh, Dylan, I'm looking forward to getting across the border once all this COVID restriction and everything changes. How about you? 
Well, IHOP, because ours isn't open yet in Halifax. <laughs> I knew that was coming. We need a sponsor. <laughs> we, we need to get some money from them or something. No, I, I am. I mean, the, the cool thing about racing is it's a giant family and getting to know more people like yourself, Ryan, at the racetrack and the McKenzie's as well. I mean, it's like there's a family across the border in, in multiple places. And uh, just the, the racetracks, everyone is different. Everyone, even in Nova Scotia, too. I mean, we're uh, we're getting some drivers to get testing. I know Stephen was here earlier. I know he's getting ready to go to Scotia. If not, he's already been there. Uh, we've got so many guys and girls just getting ready and getting so antsy. And it just sucks that we're kind of on the hook of everything that's going on. And things are looking better. But I am fired up to get back to New Brunswick with the Hot Rod Classics, too. Uh, speaking of which, oh, my goodness, Tyler Haas car. It is Hugger Orange. I just saw that on social media. It's beautiful looking. So I'm ready to go to New Brunswick again. I, by the way, be, before you get off that hugger topic, Tyler Hallahan sent me a render of his car. I'm not allowed to show it, but you're going to be really impressed when you see that that 133 car this year. It's it's going to look good. Uh, with this this whole season going on, Ryan, let's kind of look forward and uh, kind of see everything with these restrictions. Are you ready when that border opens for those Nova Scotia cars to come on strong? Cause you're going to have the home track advantage before they load up and get there. Right. Yeah. We'll have a little time to dollar cars in. So we'll get an advantage for about a race, maybe two races, and then they'll be right, right there again. And if, if they're not right on anyway, so like the Nova Scotia cars are strong. Like there's no doubt about it. Like, man, they, they, they make you bring your A game. You got to do some practicing last weekend. Obviously, no racing it, the last two weeks. Has the itch been stronger these last two weeks, knowing that, hey, we were we were supposed to be on the racetrack, but we couldn't? Yeah, I was really bummed after the first race got canceled. And, and then uh, the whole Gary thing got canceled. I was like, oh, my goodness, are we going to be like June or July or or like how long is it going to be to before we even get back to the track again? I was like, man, I'm just lucky I got the first one in. Uh, yeah, so it was a big relief when I heard we were going to be going again, minus most of the fans. But but that's kind of the bummer part about it. But we've seen some some new drivers start off. Obviously, we had Brandon Campbell a little bit earlier, having some lighthearted fun with him. Uh, we had a couple of new cars being built, and some new drivers come out last year. If there was any positive about the COVID-19 pandemic. I think we saw some new faces at the racetrack, but kind of looking forward, uh, seeing you were there a couple of years ago, what would you tell those, those new drivers that are building cars and, and just starting out in four cylinder racing? What kind of advice can you give? Uh, try to hook onto somebody that's already been in the division or knows, knows about race. And that was my big downfall out of the gate. Uh, it took a lot of learning um do your research on the on the car especially if you branch out uh for gearing and and stuff like that maybe people have run certain cars on, on certain tracks D do your research before you start building one um it can really make or break your race car and save you a lot of dollars um i i just i got lucky with the one i built and was able to to make it work uh some some guys aren't so fortunate. They come and they the, just the gearing's all wrong and they can't do nothing with it. And um, yeah, I guess that would probably be the biggest thing. But yeah, definitely get somebody with some knowledge about setting cars up, and it helps out big time. And and don't be afraid to ask people. They like 
I, I, I don't mind giving out advice and tips and what's worked and what hasn't worked for me. Um, yeah, a lot of guys are like, we're, we're a fun division. Uh, like there, there's no real big money. So we all try to help each other out that way. We're all up to pace and, and, uh, you know, putting a better show on. So. You mentioned those marketing partners and I know your, your CFO is, is listening. So we don't want to mention or, or miss any of those sponsors that are on there, but who's on the race car this year, who makes it happen to get the 46th the racetrack. I uh, got lots of, lots of help, uh, bumper to bumper Sussex, uh, long, small engine, Sussex Aleworks, uh, Sussex tire. They just came on board this year. I thank them a lot. Uh, Tebow's fencing, uh, maritime mini split, mini pump or mini pump heat cleaning, uh, MW signs like Mike Weagle does a phenomenal job, makes the car look awesome with the decals. And I can't thank him enough for that. Um, probably forgetting somebody, uh, my co, um, man, getting too many sponsors now. <laughs> that's a good problem. That, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the crew that is around, cause I know you don't do it alone. Who helps jet out at the racetrack? Uh, at, at the track, I try to pick up, uh, Ralph, uh, Tebow. He's helped out a few times there. Um, I've had, had a few different people help out at the track. Uh, my cousin Joey there, he wasn't able to make it last year. He's got a lot on the go. Um, uh, and my brother and my buddy, Steve there, uh, they helped me out with the car at home there. So at least, at least I got somebody to help me out. <laughs> and, and the friends around the campfire, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They give me uh, tips. <laughs> well, exactly. They're, I guess they're the armchair quarterbacks at the end of the night, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think yep. we're going to get Luke in a car at some point. He's getting comfortable with that cleanup crew thing. Well, well, we had him in a, one of the women on wheels cars there that you're doing some laps there. So he was doing pretty good. He, he enjoyed himself. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll upgrade him into a mini. You know what? I think we can chat with Barry. He's not necessarily a staff at Miramichi, but where they do that staff race at the end of the year, I think we can probably find Luke a car. A, because we give them one more car on the racetrack, and B, it might bring that ego that Denver Matchett has down just a little bit after he won <laughs> that last year, that if he has some competition, I think that would be great. I, 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 I'm I, game for that. Dylan, Ryan, what do you think? I, I think it's a great idea. Uh, we'll have to have words with him, see, see if we make it happen. <laughs> or the merrier i mean you still want it to become like a thousand mini stocks on uh on one track i was just watching the highlights of that race uh man that just brought back some memories of just going cross-eyed like ten thousand ways just trying to watch the action i mean we knew that jr and cody were the leaders like we knew that for sure because they pulled right away but after that it was just head on a swivel just trying to see where to look uh, you know, and I'm just looking at the comment section, Tim, and this just goes back to the family aspect. I mean, we've got Jason Pickles. We've got Haley McMillan here. We've got so many people checking in saying they want to race in New Brunswick. They can't wait. You know, the border is going to be insane once they reopen it again, kind of like last year where there was a big wait, but the wait will be worth it when we're all back together again at the track, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you look at, you, you mentioned those two names and, and I think that's kind of the, uh, the old guard and the new guard, not to call Jason Pickles old, but he's been racing since I think the early 2000s. And I don't want to date Jason because I'm sure he'll correct me. But there's a guy that's been racing back in the day since Norm Brown was running. He's got zero on his car this year for Norm. Uh, it looks really good this year, by the way. And I know he's looking forward uh, to heading up one of those new Hondas that we talked about with the, the older Hondas kind of drying up. And then you got Haley McMillan, 
who is new to the sport, not necessarily new to the sport because her family's been around it for years. Her father won a, a lightning championship in 2011, 2012 at Scotia. But there is a driver there that's that's new to this deal. Uh, I guess we'll leave it at that. She says she's once she gets comfortable at Scotia, she'll want to go to Petty. So what's the one tip you can give a new driver that might be comfortable at Scotia or comfortable in Gary or Miramichi because it's so different. Those racetracks are flat. There's there's a lot of momentum. What's the biggest note? Not giving away all your your tricks and tips and everything else, Ryan. But what's the biggest thing you can tell a newcomer that might not necessarily be new to the sport? but maybe new to Petty? Um, probably just ask what the track's like, uh, conditions, what, what you might feel in the turns. Uh, like I know every track's different, so you gotta, you gotta know that stuff. Uh, maybe there's some spots to watch for, uh, just any of that stuff. And, that, and then it's just a matter of getting down the track and feeling it out after that. But you might get a little tip, like maybe, maybe a, going into one turns bumpy maybe there's a dip or something that you don't know about just just stuff like that and by the way barry says sure thing so dylan i don't know how many how many checks we've cashed on this show in the first 18 episodes for barry but i i think he's gonna have to to cash in on a couple uh before we let you go that we talked about the demolition deal and how wild it is up there ryan figure eight trailer race coming up in a couple of weeks if you were offered a car to go into that thing would you yes or no uh, I think I'd have to pass. I'm getting too old to heal that quick. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But the, the, the mini stock race, no problem, right? Yeah, I got no problem doing that. But, uh, uh, back in my 20s, I, I probably would entertain the idea very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, this has been a blast. Thanks for, for joining us and, and thanks for taking out some time. Good luck on Saturday and hope to see you with a checkered flag out the window. Well, thanks for having me, guys. No problem. That's Ryan McKnight, driver of the number 46. And uh, we want to, he mentioned all his partners that he has on the show or on the car. We want to thank all of our partners that make this deal as big as it is on Tim's Corner. And we kind of teased it a little bit with uh, Kenny McKenzie Jr. and Sr. that we may have uh, some cameras up there on Saturday. We're just still trying to figure that out. Just a couple of things dot the T's, cross the I's, talk to Denver, who's not here this evening. Um, but we, we do have a special guest still. We do. We do. We have the better cousin. Uh, Brittany Hoyt is with us. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. So thanks. This is the first time you've technically been on camera. You're not wrong. Technically, yeah. So let's talk about Saturday because you're not going to be behind the camera. You're going to be a part of the Atlantic Modified Tour. Yeah. You're, you're excited for that. So excited. What are you most looking forward to with the Modifieds on Saturday? Uh, just being back at the track. We have lots of new sponsors on this year, lots of new staff. So just kind of working the bugs out and getting ready to go for the season. We got some new drivers too. Uh, obviously, Michael Savoy made the debut last year in Miramichi Brody. Levesque has had modified experience, but not recently. Obviously, four-cylinder star. What can the, the fans expect, whether they're in the stands or watching on TCM TV on the on-demand, what can they expect from the modifieds for, uh, I think it's, it's a 40 laps this weekend? I think it's 40 laps yeah um just to they always put on a show you never know what's gonna happen so it's gonna be a good show that's for sure and you picked doug magic i did douglas is getting back behind the wheel he got big shoes to feel shoes to fill i guess um last time he was at petty he won so he better win again yep okay so you picked doug but not joe is joe ready for for sat is there any reason why you didn't pick the 17th 
no, I think Joseph's going to do well. We'll see. Um, we've been working on some other cars. He decided two weeks ago that he wanted to start building a new car. So we've been working on that the past couple weekends. So his car has kind of been in the trailer. But he always shows up and he's going to put on a show. So we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, uh, as we mentioned, Tim's Corner TV, keep an eye on what's going on. We're not completely 100% solid on what we're doing, but I think we got a camera guy and I think we got a producer and usually that's, that's enough to get a show going. So Dylan, this has been fun. Brittany, I think caught half of the interview with, with Ryan McKnight, uh, mm -hmm. but this has been fun. Uh, junior and senior always put on a, a great show. Great to have them and catch up with them and, and Ryan McKnight and, we, we mentioned Danny Harvey. Danny said he could come on. So maybe we'll get Danny on next week. What, what do you think? Well, I think he wrote I'm in. So I don't know if that means he's in for being on the show, but he also mentioned that he is going to be racing a bit this year. So that's pretty cool that Danny's going to be back behind the wheel, but a lot of fun. I mean, great stories and, and a tour with the McKenzie's getting to see some cars. So maybe that'll start a trend of um, some drivers showing off their rides uh, as we really dive in here. And, uh, and for, for us fellow Nova Scotians, it was the first day of phase one of the reopening plan. Small businesses, which is so important with racing and the businesses that support the racetracks and the racers, they can reopen here. And, uh, you know, we're, we're having some positivity here and uh, going to hopefully have some more as we go along. I'm, I'm hoping we get can get to a racetrack sooner than later. Maybe I can tag along with someone testing or something and, uh, and, and get in that way. But um Hey, you know what? We're going day by day here, and uh, and it was a bright, sunny day, and hopefully we got more of those coming up here, along with good news around COVID. Yeah, and we've got some testing to do on the Tim's Corner side of things. Can't let that cat in the bag yet, but I've uh, been working with some things, been working with some people, and hopefully we'll have some news uh, coming up the pipeline. I know Scotia Speed World announced, I think it was yesterday, the day before, they can have three cars at each test now. The price comes down for those drivers, which is, which is always nice to, mm -hmm. to bring the cost down on that deal, and Drove by Scotia Speed World yesterday. The East Coast International Pro Stock Tour trailer is rewrapped. Uh, it is sitting there on the highway. So if you're going by the 102, uh, it is there. So check that out as well. I uh, was told the pace car was wrapped as well. So if you see that buzzing around Halifax at all, uh, you know, maybe snap a picture or whatever, throw it up there. I haven't seen it yet. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to getting a, a shot of that. Uh, but as you mentioned, Nova Scotia reopening, New Brunswick doing their thing. Newfoundland, Hanlon, Realty, 100 uh two-thirds i think are half sold out already i think yeah. mike james had told me before we came on the air so get your tickets if you're in newfoundland gonna be a big weekend uh some great racing last weekend uh with the the uh the nascar advanced auto parts division one sportsman uh the bandoleros the hobby stocks and mm -hmm. the legend car it's gonna be great uh you can listen to us on all the podcasts your favorite podcast platform so if you missed the show or you want to go back and Listen to another one. We're missing a couple of episodes, but we're going to get those uploaded at some point. We're still sort of in lockdown, Dylan. We can't really go to a racetrack, so I've got things to do. I've got no excuses. Uh, Brittany and them are going to be busy on Saturday, so I've got something to do now. We're, we're going to watch some road course racing, uh, Mid-Ohio with the Xfinity Series. I love that track. They didn't, uh, they did get, they did get, they didn't get there last year. They raced at Road America last year. So first time they're going to be back in Sonoma, first time for the Cup Series in, since 2019. So, hey, hey, we're not getting... Good local racing here, but at least we got some road course racing. Hopefully, it, it shouldn't rain. So, <laughs> right? Hopefully. Oh, hopefully. Um, and, and you can listen to some of those races we did last year on the the podcast platform, the Mixler feed as well. If if you subscribe to Mixler last year, 
we re-up that. So all of our races that we did audio-wise from last year are actually still on that platform as well. So you can go back and take a listen at some of those races that we did from Petty Raceway, Speedway 660, uh, Speedway Miramichi, Sydney Speedway as well. Um, it's It's been great. I want to thank all of our partners that have been a part of this deal. This has been a fun show. Who knows what's going to happen next week? Uh, we might have some winners on. We might have some uh, might have some guests that, that you might not – no, I've been talking to a couple, Dylan, and uh, I think we're going to have a good show next week regardless. Um, we were going to have the Brittany and Meredith show, but I think Meredith backed out. Brittany, Brittany's game to host. Me and Meredith are a duo, so we're in it together. We're not in it at all, so sorry. Okay, well, I, I, I at least we tried, Dylan. Gold star for us. Hey, I, I mean, uh, even Dever doesn't even show up, apparently. So Yeah, we got the better cousin, though, so that's okay. Uh, be sure to drop us some Facebook stars as well if you haven't already and you want to want to tip us do we need some food it's it's the the food that he can't chew right yeah it's a, these like pureed yogurt tube things that are filled with tuna I mean he can eat normal soft food I just gotta mash it a little bit yogurt yeah I know it's like tuna no it's uh, you know yoplait tubes like yeah I, I I know I, yeah so, so pureed tuna in a tube yeah, exactly. So those are the treats. You can't have like the the meow mix, you know, the, those treats. Why are we talking about cats? Should I do another cat video next next week? I mean, was this kind of the last one here? I mean, we're still kind of in a weird position. We are still in a weird. Well, that that's the easiest thing to say. We're still in a weird position. How about here in this? Nova Scotia. How about this? I'm gonna keep, gonna keep doing them until we finally get some racing here in Nova Scotia. Okay, just make sure Ricky Rudd doesn't get hurt this week. So that means there's going to be Dewey videos for the next five years. <laughs> Hopefully not. I, I, I hope not either. Uh, that's going to do it for us this evening. I uh, want to thank you, Dylan, for coming on. Uh, obviously, the McKenzies, uh, Ryan McKnight, Brittany for hopping on at the end, Paul Strickland Jr. for, for hosting this. Uh, he's got the Fatheads Cup Series, I believe. Are they still racing on Wednesday night? I know you guys had Memorial Day down there. This, yes, maybe, no. Solid oh, yes. Solid oh yes. yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go see if it ain't TV. Yeah. We oh, got yeah. North North Wilkesboro tonight, and then we've got the championship race next week at Texas Motor Speedway. So very exciting. Uh, Fatheads Cup Series coming to a close this season. Yeah. So head over and check them out at Bidane TV. And uh, obviously, Sim 500 is coming back next Monday with Memorial Day. It's kind of throw us throwing us off a little bit of a schedule. But head over there, check out all all sim racing. If you're still in lockdown, you want something to do. Go check out Paul's uh, programming. It, it's great over there. But that's going to do it for us this evening. Uh, for everybody here at Tim's Corner Motorsports, if you're going racing Saturday, stay safe. If you're in lockdown, uh, stay safe as well. Uh, until next time, keep the hammer down. We'll see you at the track.